On this week's Why'd You Bring That Up, we have a bunch of hot-button issues, including the Adam Cole AEW run, Papa Dave's rating system, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, and a bunch more. I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Welcome back to Why'd You Bring That Up. Taylor, this week we're kind of going back to the true embodiment of Why'd You Bring That Up because we're going to talk about some things that people are salty about and maybe things nobody wants to talk about. Like, for example, Adam Cole, because for whatever reason, people are shitting on him. And I'm going to use this platform to discuss it, and I know you wanted to as well. So, long story short, if you have not been paying attention on the internet, Adam Cole has been getting a lot of flack because his run to a lot of people so far isn't considered as main event as they would like compared to his NXT run. But then on the other side of the coin, we have this problem where everyone's saying, hey, AEW is oversaturated, blah, blah, blah. Like it's all WWE guys. What's wrong with what he's doing then? Because he's going in, rubbing elbows with people who aren't quote unquote WWE guys and having fun producing what he feels to be good content. And yes, there are certain things that they do as a group, like the elite in general, that I'm not super keen on. However, in ring, he's still just as good as he's always been. And we've always been saying it, you know, a lot of people don't let things breathe and we're victims of it as well because we've done it before. However, on this situation, I am trying to let it breathe because I know Adam Cole is a wrestler is going to produce everything and more that we want. But there are people who are focused in that main event right now that deserve to be there. And there are people that aren't necessarily in the main event, cough, cough, CM Punk, who are still doing compelling stories in the middle of the card. And I think we've transcended the mid-card ideology. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, hey, if you're not in the main event, you're a mid-carder, you don't mean anything. And it didn't used to be that way. However, with how WWE books, and I'm going to say them because for the longest time they have been the biggest thing in wrestling, you're made to not care about the mid-card as much. Where in AEW, I don't think that's the case. And Adam Cole is shining in the quote-unquote mid-card. It's just... He's not the champion, but that's not the time and place right now for him to do that. Everyone was just chiming in about, you know, uh, Paige deserves the title. Well, now he has the fucking title. What, you want him to drop it instantly to fucking uh, Adam Cole? That does not make sense. And yeah, there's the TNT title, but you have that on Sam Guevara. You're trying to now build your homegrown talent. And that's what they're doing. So for people to complain that people from WWE aren't getting the main event spots, what do you want? But it comes down to we've come to terms with you can't satisfy wrestling fans no matter what. Or at least that's what it seems like with this whole thing. Or that's how I'm perceiving it. But let me get your thoughts on it, Taylor. So it seems to me like you're always going to find someone who's not a fan of something. Like I like wrestling because I'm more of a segment guy. Like I don't care as much about the wrestling as I care about a story. And I think that they're making compelling stories over there with him. And 
that's the reason why it's such a shock to see this happen so fast. Like with Miro, there was a section of his run where it was like before he got the belt and it was like, I don't really know what's going on with him right now. But I wasn't like upset. But at the same time, it's it tends to be that everybody wants all their favorite wrestlers to immediately jump to the front of the line. And maybe just hanging out with his best friends and making compelling stories is not a bad thing at all. I just I don't understand the whole argument, to be honest. Well, and it's because the segments they've been doing have been some of my best, my favorites of the night. Several times I've called him and I've been like, man, what a fucking segment that was. And like, I don't know, like this stuff with Christian and him and all them in that segment was like my favorite segment of that month, dude. Like, so they've been crushing to me, Adam Cole, especially. And I love Bobby Fish. I love Bobby Fish. I've established now that Bobby Fish is moving on up the ladder of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Climbing the ladder. Well, and a lot of people have been saying, you know, he's turned on Bobby Fish already, and it doesn't seem that way. It just he's just seems- selfish. It's That's his character. He's just a selfish guy. That's what he does. I mean, not him as a person, but him as a character. That's his character. He's just selfish. You know, it's people, I feel like, are just trying to find things to complain about. Everybody wants to write their own show, but nobody wants to watch a show anymore. It's like, let me write this. It's like, no, calm down. Let him write it, and we'll watch it. Then it'll work out. Nobody's going to be upset. If you don't like it, don't watch it. It's that easy. Why does everyone expect someone to come in and instantly be the you know golden child like yeah i get it that cm punk and brian danielson kind of did it but not everyone can do that nor should everyone be able to do it i i feel like adam cole will have his time it's undeniable i think he's talent. kicking ass right now though yeah. bro. everything he's done has been fun it's just fun i feel like so i feel like the middle card is so disrespected now because i remember a time when wrestlers would take that spot of the middle card and still have the competitiveness to be like, look, man, I should be on the top of the card, so let me just upstage the person in front of me. I'll just put on a better match. And that's what they've been doing. They've just been putting on good shit. That's what you're supposed to do. Have a competitive fire and just put on good shit. Who cares? On the other side of it, you know what I think might be happening as well? People are starting to sour on the Young Bucks, but looking for every chance not to talk shit about the Young Bucks because they're afraid to get canceled. Oh, hell no. I love the Young Bucks. Yeah. I'm all in they, on them. I love them. I've said it before and I've said it again. They are phenomenal at what they do. I just, I get lost in the psychology of that because I don't really think there is psychology. It looks cool. It does something for their fan base, but I don't include myself in that for the most part. I completely disagree on the psychology. And this is my my thing because this is what I focus on. These motherfuckers with the Good Brothers for weeks were trolling WWE with little itty bitty things here and there for weeks. And nobody like people would notice it, but it would always go pretty well untalked about. Like one week, the Good Brothers were wearing like a Ric Flair robe. And then the next week it would be like somebody would get fired and they'd dress like them. They'd all wear Mick Foley flannels like every week. They'd put some different clothes on to just troll whoever was talking about them that week. Well, that's different. they're masters of Th- psychology. That's different from entering psychology, though. But I think their entering psychology is the same thing. Do you remember that match with the spiked uh, Nikes? Yeah, it's amazing psychology, dude. Like, I don't understand how they get any flack at all because it's just incredible to me the way that I mean, I know that it's cheap, Pete, but man, is it sweet, cheap, Pete. Well, and so to your point, I find that a lot of the time when you have the argument of the psychology with the young bucks. People will use moments like that, and they do little things that are super memorable. But I just think throughout the start, middle, 
finish of matches, I don't know if it's always there. I just think they give you moments to remember. You know what I want to equate them to? And this is how I'm going to do every wrestler now, is I'm going to equate them to a fast food meal item. And then we'll know. The Young Bucks or the Big Mac? They taste fucking great, but you know they're bad for you. You know it. But you're still going to eat that motherfucker, and you're going to like it. Think about it. The Young Bucks or the Big Mac? Isn't that interesting? I would say the Big Mac. Not the Big Mac. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sorry. I'm So the Usos would be the Whopper. Wow, that's disrespectful. Why? It's just as good. Is it? It's a top-tier sandwich. Everybody loves a Whopper th- except for you. You're the only one that doesn't like a Whopper that I've ever I don't think either met. are good, but where I was going with this is I want to equate the Young Bucks to a lost footage movie, but an exceptional lost footage movie because those have a tendency to leave parts out and everything that even though they're trying to tell a complete story to add to the effect. So even though it's a really cool movie and has all these memorable parts, you're not getting a complete story sometimes and that'll happen. And I think that's a good way to compare them because they have phenomenal matches. Compare them to a fast food sandwich. That's why I'm because this is the way we're doing things. This is about my wheelhouse. Compare them to a fast. You have to choose a fast food sandwich that the young bucks are. So here's your choices. You got just go through the list. You got chalupas. That'd be a pretty good tag team, though. You better not give them the chalupas. That's a tough one. I am going to equate them. Beef and cheddar. It's a good one. It's a good tag team right there. Probably rock and sock connection would be the beef and cheddar. I don't know how we got down this road. <laughs> you know? Maybe like. You have to, bro. Just do it quick. You know a lot of about fast food. Just come on. Steak and shake. Okay. They got a good. What do you like there? A garlic steak double burger? steak burger. But you got to go a regular food item. This is just like the, the main steak. Gar- garlic double steak burger. Now you're getting weird thing. with it. Here's the thing. I won't buy it during the day or like for dinner or anything. Who's the garlic double steak burger, whatever you say. But I would tear that shit up drunk at three o'clock. What's your tag team, though? Who's the tag team that would be that guy? Would that be like the Hardy Boys? What? The garlic double steak Yeah. Burger? Would that be like the Hardy Boys? I, no. If you had to equate it to a wrestler, it I tasted it's, the Young Bucks. You put in the Young Bucks with the garlic. Yeah, Damn, man. You get because I have to be in the mood for it. Oh, okay. I don't know, bro. I really am in the mood for it all the time. We left. This is a this is an interesting conversation that we're going to continue down the road because this fast food shit's real. Just like the five star rating, you can compare every wrestler to a fast food item and tell you how good they are. I would also say I would equate them to like an Arby's French dip. Got to okay, be in the that's mood a, for it. Oh, but I'm always in the mood for a French dip, so that might be a more equatable thing. Because but I are you always dip. in the mood for Arby's? Yeah. If it's on, if, if I have the money, I would eat Arby's every day. Okay, so are you saying that Arby's is rich man's fast food? Yeah. So there's that. This is a whole other conversation. But there's tiers to fast food. There's poor people fast food, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. I don't feel like McDonald's is poor people. Food it is. Anymore. It is. It's it's cheaper. So if you go to like Hardee's, Arby's, Chick Fil A. That's a fucking expensive place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You said Hardee's? Hardee's is so fucking cheap. Nah, they, Hardee's and if Burger you get King? A, if you get a mainstay burger, a thick burger, you're spending 10 bucks. But if you get one of their little And I don't deals, know who would be a thick burger, but that's got to be a godly-ass tag team right there. That's like, ooh. One of the, that's like, a, man, the Rock and Roll Express or something. Dude. That's I, what the thick burger would be. Whew. I feel like Hardee's and Burger King are one of those places that pay you to eat there. Man, you're fucking up. Burger King's delicious. I would marry Burger King. But have you ever gone to their app? If it was my wife. 
all of their coupons are like, hey, give us two dollars and oh, we will give you half the kitchen. I don't care about coupons. I just buy the cheapest thing on the menu. Well, that's what I'm saying. At Burger King, I can get a dollar rodeo burger. It's so quick and easy. We are in such a rabbit hole right now. Or you go on the app and they're like, hey, we're going to give you three large fries, two double cheeseburgers with bacon, a five chicken sandwiches, a 20 piece chicken nugget and two large sodas for four bucks. I'm cutting this whole thing out and we're using it over and over again. This is amazing content right now. The internet is going to love us. I hate that you got me here. <laughs> Let's get back into wrestling, though. Uh, oh, my God. I'm so you've gotten me so off track. So we were talking about Adam Cole. I don't know if we finished talking we about did. Adam I Cole. I think we did, bro. We're All good. right. Well, then let's Burgers are more important, bro. We did what we had to do. Fuck, dude, fuck. Um, this is a great episode. Don't worry. I'm really going to enjoy this episode. Well, I'm happy you're going to enjoy it. Somebody else in the crowd. If you enjoy this episode, just tweet me about it. There's something we wanted to talk about because I've complained about it before, but it's happening again before our eyes. The other day, Sami Zayn became the number one contender for Roman Reigns. However, it is just a small speckle in the eye of Roman Reigns compared to the bigger picture that SmackDown is booking, which is the return of Brock Lesnar, which... In my opinion, you don't bring him back yet. Save it for fucking WrestleMania. Have him return at the Royal Rumble if you really fucking have to. You just have to wait a month and a half. However, they're teasing that he's going to return, I believe, this week, correct? On SmackDown? Even though Sami Zayn is now the number one contender. And they did this with Finn Balor. And they've done this before that even. Where they put a number one contender in place. And they don't even acknowledge the fact that he is a legitimate threat because in all reality, he's not a legitimate threat. WWE is going to book it to where Roman Reigns goes over so he can then get to the bigger piece of beef. And that bigger piece of beef is Skyrim Brock Lesnar. I completely agree on the aspect that this is complete horseshit, first of all. Samuel Zane, Zane deserves better than this. And I was thinking about it earlier. I was listing off all the people that they'd done this to. And I listed Kevin Owens' name. And I went back and thought about it. And they didn't do this to Kevin Owens. Like, you knew who was going to win. But that was a compelling series of matches that they had. Well, and, that- and I, thinking back on it, I wish that more of his feuds were like the Kevin Owens feud. I wish we could have gotten a Finn Balor feud similar to Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. I would take a Sami Zayn similar to Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns because they were fun and there was promos and there was everything that wrestling should be. And instead, everything is a hot shot book and you have to skip to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And we've already had Brock Lesnar three weeks ago, two months ago, whenever it was, it just happened. Why do we want to do that again? And why does Sami Zayn always get the short end of the stick? If we're breaking it down, right? The problem is WWE forgot how to book. They used to have the ability to put on long-term storytelling, but now they're so worried about people's attention spans where we get into this situation where they're just trying to get the best that they can in a short period of time and move on to do something even bigger and better. The problem is, is it we suffer. Like at this point, Roman Reigns, like nobody can go through him, and we understand that. But we're, it's boring, and now you you're running into the situation where you have no legitimate competitors because he's gone through everyone. And yeah, a year, year and a half, but we could have gotten so much more out of all of these people that he went up against. Like you said, Finn Balor, that could have been a three four month arc. We have Sami Zayn. 
you could make him like an underdog. Like, for example, you have Roman Reigns come out afterwards, go, no, 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 no. You, you're not deserving of this. I will face you and the title will not be on the line. If you can beat me, then we'll do a title match and have Sami Zayn beat him without the title on the line. I've been trying to think how they could work him into this thing with Brock Lesnar too. And like him being the small guy in the room and like all this shit, like it just doesn't pan out for me. Like it's, there's no way they can make it believable that he slides in this, in this two way love trying and makes it a two way love circle and makes it a triangle. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see how this is going to happen. It's just, I just don't know why they would do that. Like why did it just, again, I'm going to wait out and see, and it's like I'm not going to watch, but like it just makes no sense to me. That's the only thing that comes at the end of this is it's like I enjoy Sami Zayn, and then I don't know where this goes. Like it doesn't go to anywhere that's like, wow, what a good feud. This doesn't get him match of the year, Matt feud of the year or anything. There's no way. Well, he feels so like, you're wasting his time. He feels like a sore thumb, but it's not by any fault of his own. It's WWE and how they treat him and how they book him. When you're giving him a title shot, but going, oh, Brock Lesnar's probably to be back next week. Why? What is the purpose of it? I don't know, man. Sometimes I guess that we're just uh, due to be the sheep with the wool over our eyes, man. They're like I said, they're just afraid to, uh, you know, give us longer, longer storylines, and we're here. I guess that's what I and want, people- though. And I guess that's the difference between. The two shows right now between AEW and WWE is you've got one that's really dipping into storytelling, and then you've got one that's just like, you love these characters, let me just bring them out every week and showboat them to you. Well, the scariest part is is WWE has become complacent with us because they'll do this thing where they'll have one long-term story, and it won't even be like long-term, long-term, maybe six months, who knows, maybe a year, and they'll pay it off, then Everyone goes and go. Oh, WWE can't do long-term storybooking, storybooking, storytelling. You, what is this? You know what I mean? And it's we get in this vicious cycle of becoming complacent. Like I said, like because we got one little ounce of it, we're you know expecting the world afterwards. I am, I am expecting the world though because I want every feud to be like Edge or Seth Rollins. Like you know what I mean? And it can't be like that was such a special feud. And once in a while. They'll hit one, and it's like, wow, that was a home run. I also feel like they have this problem, though, where they don't let feuds breathe. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing the rematch instantly, and they're not getting anything out of it because, yeah, there maybe is a good match or two, but you have this problem where now it's three months in a row we're seeing the same match, and we don't care anymore because we've already seen it. And it's nothing interesting. Whereas there used to be a time where you would have a match, maybe the second match, someone would go away for a month or fuck off for two, three weeks, maybe get intertwined in something else just to have that person come back, interfere and fuck them over. I am so sorry if you hear like 15 dogs, I guess they're having a party in our backyard. So if that's being picked up, but anyway, yeah, like there's no creativity. It's the same thing just shoveled out every single month and then you have the one or two big storylines and i'm tired of the one or two big storylines and i want to have more depth but i just feel like they're struggling and even with the draft they have this problem where they just take all of the talent from one roster and move it to the other and hope that both shows are going to be good and that th- never really happens and now raw is seemingly the better show because despite roman reigns being there smackdown has not been as good 
as it was for a long time. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and stand on the fence on this one. I'll let you do that. But I am waiting to start being excited for SmackDown again. I just lately I've kind man. of been removed from it. You got to give yourself a chance to really sit down and ingest some wrestling. Take it in, breathe it in, meditate in that wrestling, and really watch as Ed wa- Ed, uh, Ed Ed Edge walks around the crowd and smiles, lets the crowd know that he's a babyface now. Oh yeah, the let's switch someone's character every couple months. Yeah, yeah, but that might make him good. When Brian Danielson just turned a heel, made me happy. Well, what are they? People can why change. are they face and or heel turning edge in this situation? Face because turning. he's a he's a great guy. Because they need him for a storyline. He's a great guy though. That's how wrestling works. Now you're just dipping too far. See, you've got your mind so far into the way that wrestling. What heel works, are we going to insert? You are becoming the wheel. What heel are we going to insert, Taylor? We are a motorcycle, and you're becoming the wheel. You don't need to be the wheel. Just ride the motorcycle. You get to enjoy it. You don't got to worry about the wheels. Oh, They're fuck. fixed for you. Uh, I don't know. I like unless you want to make your own motorcycle, which we can do that right our own show. I'm just saying they're going to take any random heel that they can out of the back and just stick him with Edge, and then we have our storyline for That's the next great. six months. I'd love it. Imagine if Kevin Owens and him. I'm in. I don't think it's going to be Kevin. Owens. Well, let me just be happy and dream. Let me dream. Let's talk about someone they're also developing, though, in WWE, and that's Austin Theory, because he's fresh out of NXT, and when I mean fresh out of NXT, I mean he came up about six months ago, maybe longer. No, so here's the thing. He came up to the main roster, hung out for, like, maybe two, three months, and then got sent back down to NXT, and now he got brought back up with the uh, draft, like, a month, month and a half ago. You're not super satisfied with how he's been booked so far, are you? I wouldn't say, okay, so I hate being the guy that complains about how someone's booked. Like, that's not the angle I really want to take with this. So what I want to say is I am worried about the longevity of his character. It's not how he's been booked so far because, I mean, what could you want? He's beaten a handful of good wrestlers. He's got his little selfie game going. He's got his little storyline with Vince. As far as being booked, he's being as booked as he can, good as he can be booked. You know what I mean? Like, you can't hate that. But the thing is, I just, I'm worried about the longevity of a character like this. Like, for instance, Disco Inferno. How much can you do with Disco Inferno? How far up the card is Disco Inferno going to go? How far up the card will this gimmick go? Because it's a very short-term gimmick that doesn't make a lot of sense to evolve it into anything more. To me. And I don't want to sound like a dickhead or like someone that's like, oh, well, they shouldn't do this because I think that it's it's fun and it makes people happy. And if that's the case, do go ahead and do it. I just worry because I feel like maybe he has the potential to be a little better than this. So I'm, I'm always thinking of uh, like I remember the way he was with uh, Johnny Wrestling and, and it was beautiful. He was great in NXT. Well, and so you didn't really watch Raw yet. You're going to go back and watch it. So he is now being paired with Vince McMahon. So we had the egg thing last week, right? And now he is talking to Vince McMahon again. And I'm worried that he's going to find himself in a similar situation with Drew McIntyre when Vince McMahon said, hey, he's the future of WWE, right? And yeah, so he kind of ended if, up being right. If he ends up in a feud with Drew McIntyre, say. So he fights Drew McIntyre. And if he beats Drew McIntyre, then where does he go? Drew McIntyre's on SmackDown, though. Well, I mean, I'm just picking out a random person. Jinder Mahal. He's on Raw, right? 
pretty SmackDown sure he's on too. SmackDown. Fuck my life. Are they all yeah, he Sm- is because remember I pitched the Jinder Mahal God taking the title. Damn it! They're all everybody's on SmackDown that I want to use for this. It doesn't matter. Pick a person on Raw. It's not the champion. If he has a feud with him and he fights him and he wins, where does he go? You can't send him up. You're gonna take the. What is it? Shinsuke's got the belt, right? I think he's on. He's uh, SmackDown. God damn it! Everybody's on SmackDown. I don't even know anymore. The roster system has completely fucked my life up, man. Here's the thing I'm kind of blanking on. Who the fuck's the United? Damien Damien Priest. Ah, uh, how did we forget him? <laughs> I mean, how did he's been a staple of Raw for half a year? He's just tucked away in there. I guess. <laughs> no, he's been he's been defending it every week. He comes out and defends every single week. I just forget every week. Well, so do you want to put Austin Theory over? No, Priest. Why? You're gonna fucking suffocate the gimmick that Damian Priest is making, which is actually good for a, a funny selfie gimmick. He's just a retooled Tyler Breeze right now. That's exactly what him. I was thinking because with Tyler Breeze, he's so fucking talented. Where did it go? He couldn't do anything. So There's saying, nothing for the gimmick. There is a ceiling, and it's very low. So unless we make a drastic change right now, he's pretty much screwed out the get-go? There's no way around making this gimmick anything because it has a ceiling that is super low. That's the whole point of this. Nothing in this makes sense because it doesn't provide a future for him. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to kind of segue because you know who also has a weird ceiling that they keep expanding and we can kind of blend these two into each other. Terrible segue. Papa Dave. Terrible segue, but I'll allow it. He was allotted a ceiling he gave himself and then said, fuck this ceiling. I'm going to raise it. Man. Man. I wish I had doing it. I wish I had a button that was just like, wow, 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 wow. You know, that's uh, a SpongeBob thing, dude. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. (laughs) But, That's fine. Well, okay, we'll come back to this then. Tell me what you do with Austin Theory. So, what because I do because he doesn't have a Johnny Wrestling up on the main roster. Well, okay, so you got a guy that's pretty good sized. He's pretty athletic. Take uh, there isn't anything to do with him now. You've already pigeonholed him. What do you mean? He's stuck in there. We can't change it. It's too late. Is it though? Uh, WWE loves to change things. A couple. I think weeks it's later. too late, bro. I don't know. Dude, I, they just deleted someone from Retribution last year. They just take the they're just gonna take his camera away, I guess. That's the only way to do it. Make him wrestle, make him get mad. That's the best way to do it, isn't it? Piss him off, How shave his this? head. Let's make him Vince McMahon's illegitimate child. That's it. I got it. I know how to get rid of the gimmick. I just thought of it. Okay, so you know the selfie thing's fucking annoying, right? Yeah. He pisses someone off that's kind of mean. Who would be the mean guy in Raw? Edge. He pisses off Edge. Actually, that's not the case. It looks like they're setting up Beth Phoenix and Edge versus Miz and Maurice. And I don't care Maurice. about that. This is a hypothetical story that I'm telling the future of WWE. Just leave me alone. Okay. Okay. So him and so imagine an angry Edge, and he takes a selfie of him. He's like, I don't like pictures. And then he like holds him down and shaves Austin Theory's head. That turns Austin Theory heel. Austin Theory flips off the crowd, and then he flips off Edge, and he says, "Go to hell, Edgert." So you're Boom. just giving him a weird retooled Stone Cold Steve Austin that also seems like it has a pretty low fucking ceiling. No, it doesn't. It's badass. So every week he'll just come out and fight whoever wants to fight him. You have essentially making Austin Theory John Moxley at this point more than I am Stone Cold. 
Either way, I hate it. <laughs> I just hate it so much. So now let's go back to something else I hate. Is that a better segue for you? Yeah, it's much better. So Papa Dave has also been getting flack, but I don't feel like it's a recent thing. It's just been like a consistent thing because he gets the because he has the star ratings, right? And so he used to do it on like a what a five star basis, and he used it for the longest time and rated all these classic, you know, super memorable, exceptional wrestling matches based on that scale. And then around a few years back, he started going outside of that five star, right? For, you know, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, all of that. I'm not going to say how I feel about it really, but I know people are giving him shit for it. So I was thinking, you know, does he go back and adjust for that? I forget what I was listening to. But like someone, you know, adjusting for previous mistakes. And I don't necessarily think that's a mistake. But, you know, like at this point, if people are going to give him so much shit, don't you think it, some of these matches deserve a rematch or not a rematch or rewatch and him go, actually, maybe it deserves these amount of stars. See, instead. I don't agree. And here's why. So people always want to poo on Dave in and that's OK, because sometimes he says some outlandish shit and maybe that I don't really agree with, too. So it's fine. You do whatever you got to do. But the thing is. Like it or not, he's a staple post of wrestling. So every year you're going to get that top 150 from him. And every year you're going to get his match ratings however he wants to rate them. And they're his ratings. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. He made that. So you can't sit here and be like, oh, I don't agree. Well, if you don't agree, tough titty. You know what I mean? Tough titty. He's the guy that does it. And that's how it works. So, I mean, I don't think he needs to go back and rewatch because... I believe that the first uh, impression is the most important impression. The first time you watch the match should be the way that you rate it. It's the first time you see it. It makes you feel a certain way the first time you see it more than it does rewatching it 30 times. I understand that there's sometimes in a movie you're like, oh, if I re didn't rewatch that, I wouldn't have got it. But I just don't think that's how we do things. You can't go back and do that. On the same coin, though, with that in mind, Who's to say back in the 90s, he watched a match and he gave it a five star. But in his head, he was like, hey, if I could, I would give this more. But because he's a younger journalist and he's still making a name for himself and anything, he reserved the right not to. But then at a certain point, you know, clearly he stopped really giving a fuck. I think his balls have always been his balls, bro. I don't think that he ever is like, hmm, maybe I should rate it a little less just so I look a little better. I think he's always been like, I'm Dave fucking Meltzer and I'll rate it however the fuck I want. Well, not like a little less, but you know, you go back and look at his ratings for certain matches compared to his ratings now, and you're like, are these matches comparable? But isn't the sport evolving? Not necessarily getting better, but evolving. Like, everything does. Like, 70s football to 2000s football to now football are all different games. Basketball from the 70s to the 90s to now are all different games. Wrestling from the 70s to the 90s to now are all different sports. Every sport goes through an evolution of people either becoming more athletic or learning how to do the sport better. Better is a loaded word because then people like to be like, well, I like this era of wrestling. It doesn't matter what you like because every era <laughs> is as good as the era was. And the people in that era are always going to rate it the same way. And he looks at a certain style of wrestling as that's the wrestling I like. And that's why you end up with 
the bruisers getting the higher ratings and the guys like Daniel Bryan who have to really, really work to even get a five-star match. Or Brian Danielson, or as you called him last week, Daniel Bryanson. Hey, man, a man has a name, and he can go by whatever name he wants. You cannot judge me for that. I can't. I just, I think it's an interesting thought. I do, too, but I also believe that some people just have what they have, and he just has what he has. He's done the work. He's there. That's same what he likes for, those ratings. Same with, like, Skip Bayless. I don't agree with a thing that Skip Bayless says, like, at all. But I'll damn sure watch him and Shannon every week. If I'm at home on my day off, Skip and Shannon's on because he's going to say something outlandish and piss me off. And then I'm going to be yelling at my TV and it makes me feel good. It's the same way with Dave. I look at that magazine because I know that I'm going to see Raquel Gonzalez at 10 and Charlotte Flair at 14 and I'm going to be pissed off about it. And I know I am. I'm going to be angry about it. And that's what he does. He's there to make wrestling fans angry. That's the truth about Dave's job. Dave is here to piss you off, especially if you like pro wrestling. His job is to make you mad. Well, I'll tell you what. He has certainly achieved that on a number of times. That's Not why he wears those tight me. shirts. That's why he wears those tight shirts with those muscles. He wants to make you mad. Not me, though. Well, I mean, probably. if He has a, he says a lot of things that piss you off. There has to be. Because he says a lot of things that I'm like, Dave, that was shitty. Every once in a blue moon. Yeah, I'll see something that he says on a tweet or something. I'll be like, Dave, that was an asshole thing to say. Never. Or you know if you look at the ratings, you're going to be like, oh, okay. I was looking at the men's one. Matt Cardona's like 200 or something out of the 500. And they've got like people that suck in like the top 30. And Matt Cardona has had a hell of a year. He really, oh my God. So he's way deep in like the, either in the 150s or like the 300s or something. And I was like looking through the magazine and I, I stopped on him. I was like. That's fucked up. There definitely can't be any bias in that. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So for whatever reason, if you fell into a turkey coma after Thanksgiving dinner and completely missed the Black Friday sale, great news. We still have shirts for sale forever. So please go ahead and make sure to pick one up. Unfortunately, I can't give you a discount right now. But if you buy one and let us know, who knows? Maybe we'll send you something cool just for listening to the show right uh and with that go ahead and follow the big three at jaded wrestling at todd's pod at year of pod uh we have a couple updates coming the next week or two regarding schedules what's going on with the new year coming up and all kinds of fun stuff so until friday we will see you on friday peace